Welcome to one more episode micro podcast digital transformation industry 4.0 and emerging technologies. I am Vijay Gunti and I am your host today. With today with us is Ted Rozier. He is the director of engineering at Festo North America, also industry 4.0 champion and also digital transformation leader. Ted, welcome to our micro podcast. Can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, yes, absolutely Vijay. Um as you mentioned mentioned uh um of course my name is Ted uh, I'm excited to be able to have a nice opportunity to talk about uh um emerging technologies uh in industry 4.0 um and also to kind of define exactly uh what it is that we do at Festo uh from the from the standpoint of industry 4.0 and how we impact education and industry uh, during this digital transformation era that we're in right now uh good to know ted uh so ted uh you know right the industry academia the education and industry should work hand in hand to adopt this industry 4.0 and digital transformation initiatives i think you might have seen a lot of challenges in the adoption can you share some of the challenges you came across yes uh, when we think about uh challenges um the the you know i i think the first thing i'll do is uh first of all I'll speak to to the business model um as well as uh the number one challenge just before all of us and that's covid um you know so when we look at the overall business model and how it has been affected um uh, covid-19 caused us all to kind of press the pause button uh from the standpoint of us traveling and visiting customers uh but while we hit the pause button we also hit the fast forward button on the digital transformation and 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 what do i mean by that uh well uh in 2015 if you go back uh uh you know 5 to 6 years ago we were running around with a loudspeaker screaming industry 4.0 industry 4.0 and it 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 fell on deaf ears uh but covid really forced us to really figure out how to have the least amount of uh from an automation standpoint we had to refrain from not having so many human contact points uh which forced us uh, into a lot of uh autonomous uh automation uh the 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 magnifying glass was put on data and 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 we need to also not only utilize more automation but also have more autonomous systems that have the ability to make good decisions uh with the assistance of human beings but uh, at the same time uh, allowing that data to speak to us so the overall uh, i think answer to the question um is covid forced us uh to uh look at our strategy for the digital transformation plan it caused everyone to look at that strategy and it caused everyone to figure out how to be comfortable being uncomfortable <laughs> true true a very true trait i think i think uh, as you rightly said right the challenges uh, are there but definitely there are opportunities also right the benefits and opportunities which covid has brought us so mm-hmm. can you also share some of the business opportunities uh, you see uh, going forward Ted? yes absolutely 
Um, and and, and uh, I guess I, I want to make sure that it's clear, VJ, that um, this discussion I appreciate it uh, because this discussion impacts education space as well as manufacturing and what we call industry. So um, at Festo, uh, we work very closely with several third-party automation vendors. Um, and I'm gonna talk about a project that we did a case study, um, but as educational system integrators, um, our model is to always uh, be truly agnostic uh, when it comes to uh, what manufacturers we work with. Uh, we wanna be agnostic, but intimately friendly. So what does this mean? It means that we have the expertise and know-how to work with uh, all robot manufacturers, all PLC manufacturers. Um, and, and you have to have that understanding um, in order to create a plug and produce solutions. Okay, so when we talk about plug and produce solutions, um, the use case uh, that I'll discuss that, 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 that uh, I think is very interesting around Industry 4.0 and the digital transformation uh, focuses on vibration. Uh, now, our main goal is always to use the Industry 4.0 Maturity Index as a model. Um, and when we talk about that, uh, there is the second phase. So the first phase of the Industry 4.0 Maturity Index is all about connectivity. But then you get to visibility and transparency. And that requires that you have the ability to listen to data. Uh, so, so we use vibration in this use case to listen to data. So we mounted uh, several vibration analyzation sensors on what we call our cyber physical factory. Um, and in the education space, this is more of a playground or a test bed for industry 4.0 R&D. Uh, so then what we did was we ran several parts um, throughout the day and we increased the airflow. Uh, so that means that all of our cylinders throughout the day, uh, as we turn the air pressure up, the cylinders would advance and retract uh, and, and they would start to slam, uh, which created a system failure. Uh, the goal was for us to then, uh, as we increased the air pressure, we wanted to check the vibration but where could we check it? Well, we were looking at how strong our MES software, how strong that platform uh, was. Are we able to actually capture uh, three different data points? So we were looking at data vibration, the peaks of that data. We were looking at timestamps and we were looking at pressure. And by having accurate data set points in place that we could trust, we were able to accurately learn um, how to maximize a manufacturing process and allow the data to tell a compelling story. So, so in the end, uh, this storyline of looking at uh, visibility to transparency uh, in this use case really showed that uh, just by exporting a, a CSV file and trusting your data points, you could tell uh, uh, of how to solve problems following data. Uh, very true, Ted. I think that's a fantastic use case, uh, talking about the vibration analysis, which uh, you can dig and deep dive onto the industry 4.0 initiatives, Ted. 
Uh, Ted, uh, thanks for sharing the vibration uh, use case analysis part. Can you also share to our audience, uh, I mean, uh, kind of an end-to-end in a detailed approach, how this use case is approached? And finally, what is the business benefit uh, customer got it? My question, Ted, is that thanks for sharing the use case, uh, mainly on the vibration analysis uh, on the Industry 4.0 initiative use case. Can you also share to our audience an end-to-end scenario, how the customer got benefited by implementing this use case? What uh, kind of a yes. solution uh, he, uh, you have implemented there? I'm mainly on the technical uh, know-how of an end-to-end perspective, Ted. Yes, absolutely, DJ. Um, this case study or use case was done um, within uh, the education space. So this was done for universities uh, that are looking to basically teach their students how to uh, read data um, and, and how to uh, allow data to create a roadmap into smart maintenance. Uh, and, and so this use case uh, was very beneficial uh, because when we think about our uh, path for uh, troubleshooting in the manufacturing space, troubleshooting is typically by chasing a red light in a factory. Every time you see a red light, now you call the maintenance guy. But how can we exercise our abilities uh, utilizing smart maintenance and predictive maintenance specifically? So this use case really showed that um, if you have the right sensor technology in place, that you can anticipate where problems are going to be and stop chasing the red light, but anticipate where the red light will be. Uh, true, true. Um, but uh, so uh, can you elaborate more? Finally, what is the business benefit or the outcome or the result after doing the end-to-end prospect, like for example, a little bit of uh, technical nitty-gritties, uh, Ted. Yes, if, in the end, um, when you think about the the business, how does it affect the, the business in the end? Um, and this is clearly from the advanced manufacturing vantage point. Um, you need to figure out how many hours do human beings spend uh, troubleshooting problems versus doing things to uh, that are profitable. Uh, therefore, the use case helped to see that by way of anticipating errors, uh, this is going to allow, first of all, for uh, man, the use of manpower can, can be uh, isolated, meaning you don't need so many people. Um, so you, you're turning up your efficiency. Um, you're allowing people to really work eight hours in the manual in the automotive industry. A lot of times you have uh, personnel in place that are uh, spend more than eight hours at work. But what exactly are they doing? If, if, if you're not able to anticipate where your problems are going to be, then what happens is now it's, it's hard to forecast how many employees you actually need. And then are they making great decisions based upon technology 
or uh, are they having a good day or a bad day? Are they <laughs> so it, 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 this use case really helps to see that you need um, an efficient amount of manpower in place that's using technology and the two together allow for human beings to make better decisions and be more efficient. Ah, true, Ted. So coming to my last question, Ted, uh, mainly on the on the career opportunities, also upskilling and reskilling, especially in the new business era and the new technology era, how technologies are changing very fast. So what kind of advice you are, you give to especially the kids going to school, students, freshers and professionals to look uh, about this new emerging technologies? Good question, BJ. Um, when we think about uh, digital uh, emerging technologies that play a strong role in Industry 4.0, um, I believe that, uh, that students, uh, instructors, and, and even industry need to look at three main topics and focus on them. It's data management, smart maintenance, and cybersecurity. Uh, when we look at these three topics, there are, are new technologies that we have to use and bring them to life. Uh, so going back, data management, smart maintenance, cybersecurity, uh, and then what can enhance those three? Well, things like uh, augment reality, uh, they en enhance the learning curve when it comes to a technician uh, using trouble troubleshooting, for, 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 for example. Um, augment reality, uh, it captures skill sets that uh, There are several skill sets in the manufacturing space that uh, as uh, your maintenance technicians, as your uh, millwrights, uh, as they start to retire, you have to wonder, well, who's going to replace them? Who's going to teach that skill set? Especially when we look at data management, smart maintenance, and cyber security. These are disciplines that we have to put a magnifying glass on and, and teach. Um, how do we hurry up and learn how to integrate that into things that like a millwright, a journeyman millwright would do. But with tools like augmented reality, we're now able to capture how someone uh, actually repairs a machine. Um, now you can put on, uh, use your mobile device or, or put on um, AR goggles and uh, in, instead of spending so much time uh, uh, trying to get a human being to, to define, this is how you do something. Well, what happens is now that learning uh, path is a lot easier because a student can watch a video. Uh, they can pull up scripts. They can pull up the prints. All of this can be done in a digital uh, standpoint. Step-by-step -step procedures uh, can be recorded and, and, and it also inspires uh, the digital twin. So that's uh, the, the power of AR is, is now leading to the di digital twin where uh, now I can even troubleshoot things uh, virtually. So uh, I think that uh, when we think about, again, data management, smart maintenance and cybersecurity, and then tools that enhance those, that's gonna be the area that, that uh, students, um, and even manufacturers are, are going to need to make sure that, that they pay close attention and, and have tangible uh, 
short-term goals and long-term goals and making sure that they're implementing that into their manufacturing process. Yeah, very true trade, right? I think very exciting times, especially for uh, the emerging technologies, especially to uh, learn, upskill, unlearn, relearn uh, kind of a scenario, Ted. So, uh, yeah, Ted, uh, so for, uh, do you want to share any final words? Like, for example, how do they reach out to you? All right. If anyone has any specific questions, uh, what is the best way to reach out? Yes. Uh, thanks for asking that, Vijay. Uh, uh, my my uh, email address is uh, ted.rozier at festo f-e-s-t-o dot com so it's ted.rosier at festo.com uh, so if anyone uh, is interested in uh, discussing uh, their, their digital transformation especially in the education space um, if anyone's interested in learning about uh, uh, industry 4.0 and, and uh, industry 4.0 career pathways um, use case studies that we do uh, within the education space, please uh, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Uh, thanks, Ted, for sharing the details uh, to the audience and listeners. Uh, so you can also reach out to me if you have any specific questions. Uh, also, I can connect you to Ted. Uh, so one, you can directly reach out to Ted by uh, sharing the email, contact him, or as another favorite, reach out to me. Thanks, Ted, uh, for joining us and sharing your valuable insights. Uh, uh, I think definitely the audience would love, especially in the education sector, who are trying to move into the new spaces of digital transformation industry 4.0. Uh, it will be uh, very good uh, listening to them. Thank you for having me, Vijay. I really appreciate it. Have a good day.